Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing News for Accredited Investors. Check out the video webinar version of this episode on our YouTube channel or visit simplepassivecashflow.com slash investor letter and check out our sister podcast by searching for the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast on your favorite podcast player. What's up? This is December 26th and hope you guys are having, hopefully you don't have to come back to work and this week and just cruise till the end of the year. But either way, let's go through some of the news in this kind of quiet week. First article I picked out, and we're very interested in the Phoenix market. We heavily invest in there. We're always looking at articles like this here in North Scottsdale, a $1 billion apartment permit got approved and this will be i guess this can be one of those upscale apartments they're gonna be using a lot of the rainwater harvesting community will also be the first project in arizona to be under the new international energy conservation code and international green conservation mode but this is the type of development that we like to see pushing the upper end as we stay in the workforce housing if recessions happens right that's why we invest in that type of asset What's going on with 30-year fixed rates? I think I'm always going to be having one eye on this type of topic into the coming year. Heading into the holidays, mortgage rates continue to move down. Rates have been declined significantly over the past six weeks, which is helpful for potential home buyers. But new data indicates homeowners are hesitant to list their homes. And here is a chart from Freddie Mac outlining the 30-year and the 15-year mortgages coming down off of the highs. I still think that we may push upwards as there's probably at least one or two more interest rates hikes coming in 2023. But yeah, all like what the Fed is doing. And in this article here, the Fed's Reserves Monetary Policy Committee raised the federal funds rate by 50 basis points. I think it was a few weeks ago increasing the target to an upper bound of 4.5%. The Fed has clearly communicated that it will continue to tighten monetary policy. However, rising rates into the first quarter of next year. Because the Fed funds here, where my head is at, the Fed's fund rate was kicked up in the stepwise manner. It doesn't necessarily mean that's the interest rates that people pay on their mortgages. It is somewhat correlated, but it is not one for one. As we've seen it, they just kicked it up 50 basis points recently. Now we're starting to see it come down. That's just a great example of it being inversely correlated, but normally it is correlated. The Fed raises rates. That is what makes the rates go up that we... What does this mean for housing? The Fed is likely to continue to raise rates, moving mortgage rates higher than they are today. That's exactly what I said on the last side. Here, you guys can check out this article at ionhousing.org. Indeed, the central bank increased its forecast for the unemployment rate. They now see that the rate increasing to an average of 4.6% in 2023, up from 4.4% in their September forecasts. Uh, Renfin is there reporting asking rents post smallest annual increase in 15 months in November. The median U.S. asking rent climbed 7.4% year over year to just over 2000 in November, the smallest increase in 15 months. Right after the pandemic, as you can see in this chart right here, you know, it skyrocketed as we came out of the pandemic. And now things are cooling down, but things are still growing, right? I think that's important to know. Some people would look at this chart and be like, oh, now we're coming back down. But notice where the y-axis is here. This is all still growth. And we're still taking 7.7% year-over-year growth in rents. 
I don't think that that's sustainable. Normally, when we underwrite, it's usually a 2 to 3% rent increase per year to account for inflation. Business Now reports that Fannie Freddie likely to fall short of lending allowances as multifamily financing demand slows. So what is this funding allocation? So Fannie and Freddie are sort of government entities, and they have targets, just like how you guys may have targets at your own private workplace for different goals. Fannie and Freddie, although they're pseudo-government agencies, and some people think they just do nothing all day long as government employees, just kidding if you're a government employee, they also have targets. And these, they're, this is what they're talking about here. And I personally watch this because you know how the government is, like when they have a target, they may push things out, make it easier to borrow to hit that target, or it just may dry up and they may not allow for loans after a certain point, or they may freeze things as that's where we were back in, I think 2019, we got to a point where the market was not the market, but the, there were a lot of loans being created and they kind of hit their allocation. And of course, they're not going to just stop doing loans. We just like how a government shutdown is. Everybody laughs a little bit about the government shutdown. The similar thing with these fund allocations for loans. In cutting next year's allocations, the agency acknowledged that the market has slowing down. The money is still allocated to go out to these types of Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac loans, which is supposed to go to low income, those types of people. That's exactly why I got into this business in the first place or why I chose multifamily workforce housing is because I realized like, wow, why are these great loans going out to class B and C housing? And if you follow the home, the money flows into the system, the government can't get into large-scale projects for low income. They have to make it so sophisticated investors and operators can take advantage of these great loans in terms of great interest rates and great terms. And then they're, in a way, third-party or private organizations, in a way, or operators are the ones kind of creating these housing programs for low-income or what we call workforce housing, or some people call people like us the honeybees, right? We're the ones that kind of turn units and make things better for this type of underserved community because it's something that the government can do. And how do they do that? Watch where the money goes. The money flows to these types of investments in terms of great loans, and we're the ones who take advantage of it. So it's something I watch, where is the money going? The government has allocated money to these programs and it's not going to dry up. And even if volume is low next year, they're going to find ways to get the money out, whether that may be like loosen up the lending, the giving better terms, all things to look for in the coming year. Um, you know, Freddie Mac here, different article. Freddie Mac outlook shows multifamily market to moderate, but with positive rent growth still expected in 2023. Some data sources indicate vacancy rates have been increasing throughout 2022, while others show very little change. Freddie Mac expects vacancy rates to end 2022 up slightly over the prior year. Again, echoing saying that the rent growth still 6 to 8% year over year growth. And then for 2023, Freddie Mac expects multifamily fundamentals to start the year slowly, but rebound in the second half of the year. The outlook projects gross income to increase 3.5% and the vacancy raises rise modestly to 5.1%. Finally, to round up, in 2023, Freddie Mac expects the best performing markets to be predominantly smaller Southwest and Florida markets. Throughout the 2022, the 10-year treasure has been increased and volatile while cap rates have held relatively stable, which is causing cap rate spreads to compress. And then fi finally, 
Given the broad economic uncertainty and volatile treasury rate environment, Freddie Mac expects origination volume in 2022 to fall about 5.5% to a total of $460 billion, which is still a lot of money, with 2023 seeing a further decline of 4.4 to 5% to $440 billion. So still a lot of money going out there for folks like us to gobble up that great financing. And the government needs to get that money out because this is their means to serve the lower middle class people out there. If you guys haven't yet, please join the club. You can work alongside of us, simplepassacashflow.com slash club. Sign up for the quick form there and book a call with myself where we can go through your situation. I'm um, a quick strategy call. If you haven't yet, check out my book, The Journey to Simple Passive Cash Flow. This is Pretty quick read is, I guess, what people are telling me. If you guys want to check it out for free, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash book or check out the audiobook version. And if you guys like podcasts, check out the Simple Passive Cashflow podcast. We put all these on the weekly roundup and in addition to the long form podcasts that we launch on a weekly basis. But anyway, I'll see you guys for the end of the year. Have a great new year and we'll see you guys in 2023. Bye.